Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It is, of course, taken from Schubert's The Trout. And I guess for lots of us, that would have been our first introduction to the whole sound and idea of chamber music. Well, Spring in Cork brings the Ortus Chamber Music Festival, established in 2016 by Mairead Hickey and Sinead O'Halloran, when they were both still teenagers. I remember chatting to Mairead about it first. I think she was still only 18 or 19. And now it's firmly part of Cork's arts calendar, bringing so many musicians home to Cork to play, probably for the first time in ages, some of them. Well, it begins next Sunday and it runs to the 5th of March and one of the musicians returning to Cork this year is violinist Owen de Crow. Now, we were chatting on the show about his brother Keen before Christmas as he was the star guest singing with the Cork Youth Orchestra in City Hall. And he's enjoying a lot of chart success since last summer. Now, music is obviously a deep vein in the family. And Owen has been playing all over Europe since he left Cork, as Elmerie noted when she rang Owen the other day. Owen, when I look at your CV and, you know, the biographies that always come through in the press releases for festivals and things like that, it's just phenomenal to see, you know, a musician like yourself come through the School of Music out into the world. And your your CV of where you've been, where you're teaching, where you're associate and where you're co-artistic director and everything like that. All over Europe, just, it's immense. I mean, I would take up 10 minutes if I was going to read out everything that you've been doing, you know, since you graduated and, and headed off. And I'm sure along the way, many of your accomplishments have given you little pinch me moments, haven't they? <laughs> Thanks for saying that. I was just having a conversation in the car this morning with my, with my other half. And I was just complaining about my, about my career not being <laughs> taking off enough. <laughs> so. It's really, really nice to hear that. <laughs> okay, so Owen, what, what kind of solution or answer did you come up with? I mean, like, or what were you complaining about? Oh, I don't know. You know, it's always you always feel like you need to be doing more somehow. Yeah. No matter, no matter whatever you achieve is like it's immediately irrelevant because everyone around it's probably the age of social media or whatever. But everyone around is achieving such amazing things constantly. And you're always always kind of comparing yourself and it's tough, I suppose. Well, I suppose that's uh, the nature of live performance, though, isn't it? And like it is the both the blessing and the curse of live performance that you're you're only as good as your last performance. And once it's done, it's kind of gone. It's it's 
into the ether and it just lives in the memory of those who were present in that moment, in that concert hall, in that studio, in that performance space. And then it's gone. So there is that, I guess, uh, in, in some way. And social media does have a lot to answer for in terms of it. You know, we were laughing about this was the influence that there is in certain aspects of the music industry, but not so much in the classical sphere that a social media presence hasn't really taken off as yet. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense because because we're playing such historical music that it shouldn't be kind of limited to these kind of short clips on Instagram of like 20 seconds of a piece is not at all representative of what we're doing because a classical piece, a standard, I don't know, I'm a violinist, so a standard violin sonata would be like, it would be a journey of half an hour. And I don't find that there's much point really to show 20, 30 seconds of it. I mean, you can give an idea of, of your of your sound world and stuff like that, which is nice. I mean, no complaints about it, but it's hard to know how to use it to your advantage yeah. and how to, and or, or like what, what is advantageous about it or what is also the aspect of it, which is maybe slightly killing the, the art. But that wasn't, I guess, what I rang to, to talk to you about. Although, as an aside, I suppose it's funny for you as a brother to see Kean all over TikTok, you know, and the, the hooks if you ever want to fall in love and turning up with choirs at drive throughs and, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. coming into shopping centres with a full choir coming down the escalator and, you know, to kind of do that as a, a violinist, as a, a chamber group. <laughs> A challenge, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's unlikely to, <laughs> to happen. But yeah, it is funny to see to see my brother's life because it's uh, absolutely so far away. Although it's still music, and the the passion is the same, uh, but it's just another world, and I I don't get it at all. <laughs> I I try I try to talk to him about it, but he he does he can't even be bothered explaining it to me because I, <laughs> I haven't a clue. Hey, well that's just brothers. It wouldn't matter whether you were talking about Formula One and farming. You know, you probably would have the same kind of conversations. Yeah. I know exactly. But <laughs> for for you, this is your passion. This is your life's work, and whether. It's working with specific composers like Sam Perkins, which is a kind of a really special relationship to have. Somebody who's written music specially for you, you know, must be a phenomenal feeling to being the director of a chamber music festival yourself to guesting all around the world at festivals. You know, it is a totally different experience and a different path. And here you are coming back to Cork for the Artus Chamber Music Festival and playing in a couple of fantastic venues just gorgeous from Black Rock Castle down to Sea Church in Bally Cotton, um, St. Peter's Church, the Vision Centre there on the North Main Street and my place in Middleton, like really different venues, but some very special spots as well. So it's lovely to come back home for stuff like this. Do you, do you actually get home often? I actually don't get home as much as I should, uh, especially since the whole the COVID fiasco. Yeah. The travel just got so difficult and now it's kind of gotten back to normal-ish, but I just had a baby, so <laughs> that complicates the getting away. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Uh, thanks very much. <laughs> Another upheaval into the world for you then, uh, you know, yeah, exactly. per- performing around nap times and uh, rehearsing or rather practicing <laughs> at home around all of that. Yeah, exactly. We were having rehearsals with our with our ensemble at home because my fiance, she plays the piano in our in our quintet. So we had to, it was the first time we had to work at the same time. So we had, she had him strapped to her chest while she was playing the piano and 
he was loving it <laughs> all day listening to piano quintet in the living room wow that is something it's else nice. yeah it's quite special yeah. can I ask you about the festival that you just became artistic director of last year yourself because up to this point like I said you would have been either you know a solo or a duo particularly or as part of various chamber groups travelling around Europe playing and indeed I know down to the West Coast Chamber Music Festival in Bantry as well of course but stepping away from the violin putting the, the violin in its case and sitting down behind the computer to to program and help run something like that. Totally different beast, isn't it? Yeah, that that was kind of something I'd always wanted to get into, but I was way too afraid to because I'm I'm shocking at bureaucracy and <laughs> just any of that kind of down to earth work is very difficult for me. But myself and my fiance just kind of jumped into it because we, so we we started a festival in her hometown in Italy in a place called Vittorio Veneto in the north of Italy, kind of about an hour from Venice a beautiful small little town and uh, we decided to just start a small chamber music festival and actually originally we just wanted to kind of invite a few friends and just play some concerts and probably at a loss anyway financially but actually the town was really excited about it and loads of sponsors got on board and we managed to pull in a pretty decent audience already so the first edition was last year actually so we just started it and now we're definitely going to continue with it and the next edition is going to be in September That is so exciting and especially when it's uh, something that's brand new but something that the area has embraced and you know will really come behind you for it which is which is wonderful because presumably they can see massive benefits you think about having a festival of the kind we now almost take for granted in Bantry, you know, um, in one sense. And now, since 2016, we almost take it for granted that the spring will see Artus, you know, in the city and in East Cork venues. And there was a, a an opening for it there and a, a gap there and a hunger for it there. And I think you'll see that as well as you continue to grow that festival in Italy, which is exciting. And of course, you are, of course, living in Switzerland with a good number of years now. Do you enjoy life there? Yeah, it's great. It's great. I've been here since 2013, so 10 years, actually. Now I actually don't live in Switzerland anymore, but I live across the border in uh, in a small village out in France because we just uh, we got tired of the apartment life. As musicians, it was very difficult to be constantly having knocks on the door when we were practicing, maybe like one minute past lunchtime or whatever. I, I mean, you can get lucky or unlucky with neighbours, but the law protects the ones who aren't playing music. So <laughs> for that reason, we decided to just kind of go out into the countryside, into a, into a house a bit out of the city. And now we, <laughs> I can play all day if I want. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but the life here is great as a musician. There's a lot of uh, a lot of culture and a lot of help for musicians and a lot of concerts, a lot of festivals. And I was playing in the orchestra last year. I had a job in the Zurich uh, Tonehalle Orchestra. I had a contract for the year, and that was also a very interesting experience, completely different from my chamber music usual work to play for a year in a symphony orchestra. It was a bit loud for me, to be honest, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool. Listen, when you come to Cork for the Artus Festival, and I said you have all of those gorgeous concerts, you're kicking off your performances in Blackrock Castle on the 2nd of March. That's a Thursday night. You Friday off, but then you're down to Sea Church in Ballycotton on the 4th. That's an afternoon performance, which is lovely, actually. And another one in Middleton on Saturday and then finishing on Sunday in St. Peter's. Have you the same programme across each of those four concerts or have you chosen different pieces for each? Well, first of all, I'm really looking forward to playing all of these places where I've never played, actually. 
Yeah. The only the only venue I've played before from all of these is the Curtis Auditorium in, in the School of Music, obviously. But all the others will be new for me, so really looking forward to to get to know those. The programs are all different. I wouldn't be playing the full concerts. There, there's a big selection of amazing musicians playing at the festival, and I think you kind of get to hear more or less everyone in each concert, which is really cool. So it's a big variety of types of music uh, in each concert. But the first concert on the 26th is just uh, Sinead's amazing string quartet. But I'll be there, or I'll be already in Cork, because me and Sinead have to rehearse, and we'll be giving master classes in the School of Music and in the VC Music School as well which I'm really looking forward to because I haven't, I haven't managed to get back and give lessons in Ireland since I left, actually. Okay. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to give back somehow what I was very lucky to get when I was a student, when, when older and more experienced violinists would come back and give master classes, or like I got to do it at the Bantry Festival in West Cork. So I'm looking forward to be able to be on the other side of that in Ireland. Now, the Black Rock Castle concert is sold out. So I know it's already sold uh, out, yeah. that's already sold out. So the next time that people will be able to hear you will be on Saturday in Ballycotton. Yes, with the Forêt Piano Quartet. That's going to be very interesting because I'm going to play with some new musicians who I've never played with, but also with Sierra uh, de Hora, the violist who I already I already know. He's a lovely, lovely viola player from Dublin who I play with in a string quartet, actually. We toured Ireland last year under the National String Quartet Foundation. And then we also had a residency in Paris. So I'm looking forward to meet him again and play together. But then I'll play with Peggy Nolan, the cellist, who I, I've met at the Irish Chamber Orchestra, I'm pretty sure, but never played in a small setting together. And Jens Coleman, who I also have never met, actually. So very much looking forward to work with them. That's one of the lovely things about festivals like the Artus, isn't it? You know, that Maraid and Sinead are able to invite all of these musicians who are in their circle and acquaintances and whatever like that, and that you are getting to play like quartets and settings like this with musicians you might know or may not know and uh, come together like this is just wonderful. I mean, I would be more used living here in France slash Switzerland to play with such a kind of variety of backgrounds and nationalities and stuff. But when I go back to Ireland and play with Irish people, it's something is different. Okay. The language we use to discuss music is something that I've kind of adapted out of my system a bit. To like, you know, over after 10 years of being away, I've kind of, even my accent has changed in order to be understood easier and not repeat myself I know. four or yeah. five times. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then when I get back to play with Irish people, it's just, there's something so refreshing about it. And the kind of genuine musicianship, which is uh, poor feeling is the first thing yeah. somehow. And that's, uh, that's going to be very nice to do again. And then I'll be playing on the on the 4th of March, I'll be playing with Sinead, uh, the Ravel duo, which I'm very much looking forward to because myself and Sinead used to play together constantly as, as uh, kids and teenagers. We grew up kind of together doing everything, orchestra and chamber music, and we had a string quartet and we were going down to the West Cork Chamber Music Festival and playing concerts together. And then I have, I think I haven't played with her for about maybe 12 years. Oh, be. wow. Okay, that'll be so special. Um, and that that particular concert is um, in Middleton on the Saturday at half past seven in my place. And then we head on to the Sunday uh, morning and I can see you're playing solo in St. Peter's at 11 o'clock. Uh, your part of that concert is Box Partita in D before the closing concert at three o'clock in the afternoon on the 5th of March in the Curtis. You're playing the Mozart Piano Quartet, I see, on the programme for that. So there's just a gorgeous selection of music. And I know people are excited about everyone who's coming back to Cork, returning to play in Cork, and some people maybe for the first time, like yourself, in a, in a good long time for something like this, which is really, really exciting. 
Yeah, very, very exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm actually in particular looking forward to the Bach for separate reasons that I was very, very fortunate to receive a grant from the Arts Council this year to specifically study Baroque violin for the year. So I've started uh, Baroque violin studies in, in Basel. It's kind of a coincidence that I get to test it out a bit. I'm not going to be performing it on actual Baroque violin because I don't feel I'm, I'm ready for that yet, but I'm going to take what I've learned and, and try and apply it to the Bach D minor partita on that on that Sunday afternoon. People will be able to check out the programmes for each of the concerts, of course, by going to the festival website, which is as always, ortusfestival.ie um, and a gorgeous, I think it's just such a gorgeous, happy way to start off the spring season in Cork. So I suppose the question remains, Owen, really, you know, do you have the TikTok app on your phone and are you going to put it to use in or twos in Cork? <laughs> I do not. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I don't have it. Well, we'll have to do our best instead to plug it without all of that. And listen, I wish you just so much happiness and joy and excitement with all of the concerts. And congratulations on becoming a dad with uh, your little bundle of joy who seems to be settling into rehearsals quite happily. So that's good. <laughs> yep, nice one. I just hope he doesn't get too too into the music because uh, he has to concentrate on the on the soccer <laughs> when he gets old enough. <laughs> Thanks so much, Owen. Nice one. Thanks very much. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees. Supercharging productivity for your developers. Providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.